0: Welcome to the 2017
1: NSH Poster Podcast Series. My name is Gail Callis, and I'm a member of NSH, a regular presenter at the NSH Annual Symposium Conventions, and currently serve as editor for the Journal of Histotechnology. Last year, NSH launched its first poster podcast series, bringing outstanding research and science from the exhibit hall to a larger audience. We are thrilled to bring this popular series back and know you will enjoy listening to the poster presenters learn something new and share their information with others. New episodes will be released each week from November through December. Thanks for listening and science on by presenting a poster with a podcast next year.
0: Hi, this is Beth Shepherd. I'm sitting here with Anna Hughes talking about her poster, a novel immunohistochemistry approach to the identification of human cells and mouth xenograph models of cancer. It's a great poster. I went over and looked at it. Oh, well, really thank you very beautiful much. pictures. Yeah.
1: We do a lot of uh, we do a lot of interesting work there at Janssen and I get a lot of really great uh, pilot um, cancer models from from mice in my group and I'm having a lot of fun, so it's... You can tell by the poster. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. So how would you
0: describe your level
1: of poster presentation knowledge? My level of poster presentation knowledge... Is this your first poster? This is not my first poster. I guess I've, I present a poster, I try to at least, at least once a year at some meeting. Uh, this is the second or third time I've presented a poster at the NSH, but usually it's at a, I've presented posters at the uh, Society for Toxicology or we had recently last year had an M D S C meeting that was at the Wistar Institute there in Philadelphia. Um, so I try to do a, a little bit of something. I mean it's it's almost required for my job that I, that I present some aspect of my work, the non proprietal aspect of my work that I can that I can get out there. So I have a good time with it. It's it's fun. It's like a it's like an art piece of art all on itself, so
0: it's such an easy way to get that information out there and you can see the quality of your poster is just beautiful oh so, well you, thank yeah, you very yeah. much
1: I think it's important especially for histology because we do so many special techniques especially in research labs and pharma um, that it's in, that it's helpful and it, and you don't always publish those little tidbits and so posters especially for the NSH I think are are vital for everybody else doing their work
0: so if you're gonna do it for the Society of toxicology do you change it in any way do you make this one a little bit
1: more methodology or do you is it
0: a little bit more
1: uh, probably a little delve into the science a little bit more i would probably put uh, more uh, aspects of whatever particular target is that is in it uh, towards the toxicology findings and say in the liver or some of the other organ systems that the pathologist would look at
0: so it's an important part of being a researcher to to actually do posters like this and present absolutely. the little unique yeah, things absolutely. that you're doing.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I think it's also important for histologists. I, I feel like the NSH meeting is um, uh, more clinical side, or or than there is uh, industry. And so I think it's important also for everybody to see different aspects of histology and possibilities if they want to move from clinical to what what we do. It's companies so like I'm at Janssen. You know, and so you can see that it, that it that it's completely different. You know, we're working with animals, and although I do some you know human work as well, it's it's important to see the full spectrum. So in doing.
0: Was this the first research uh, piece that you've done, or is there anything different that you've done specifically for this uh, poster, for the research that you did and presented? Because it was on xenographs. Is this just uh, things that you do every day, or was this
1: research done specifically for the poster? Uh, no, this is research that, that we do every day. Part of the, part of the challenge uh, for mouse xenographs, especially for our pathologists, um, is, is kind of telling the difference between the human cells and uh, And the mouse xenograph, sometimes it's not as clear sometimes you look at a xenograph and you say, "Hey, that's a tumor because of the size of the cells and and the way that they look in particular, but if you're looking at the rest of the mouse and where these human cells may travel, you might look at a piece of uh, some of the cells and say, "Well, I'm not really sure what that is it's odd, but you know I want to know what it is and so uh, what we've used is an antibody called Numa. It's a poly, it's a, a po- rabbit polyclonal antibody, and so the overlap between the homology between a mouse and a human is probably greater than 95, 90, 95 percent in that, uh, in those sequences. But there's about a 50 base pair sequence that is unique only to human, and so that's why the antibody is very useful. You can stain those mouse xenographs, and see only the human compartment, right? And so, it, it, and the mouse cells are completely clean. And so it gives the pathologist a little bit extra, and so especially in uh, what a lot of researchers are trying to do is separate those populations. So we have humanized mouse mice, which are injected with PBMCs or, or peri, uh, you know, peripheral blood mononuclear cells, you know, and they have T cells and B cells and other aspects of it. So we'll, which new no will stain all of them, but then you can start to pull those populations apart. Like how many? How many of those are CD8 cells? You know, How many of those are you know, myeloid cells? You know, and that helps, I think, with multiplexing, which is huge these days.
0: So. I, I saw that there's a lot of application right now since there's so much being done with immune therapy and that immune cells are so important. So this, obviously, doing xenographs to show these populations are probably very important for uh, pharmaceutical companies and to do the, the complete research to see yeah, how right. this interacts.
1: Well, even, even in the clinic, they, they want to know what uh, what the infiltrate is into the tumor and what those cells are, where they're where they're moving, um, the progression of the tumor. Did the CD8s you know cells stay? Where did they go? You know, are, you know it's and the mouse models right now are, are our first look.
0: So, if you had to do a follow up project or maybe another poster, would you build off of this one or would you just do oh, something? I definitely
1: would build off of this one. If you if you look at my poster, you'll see uh, on on the right hand side there's a blank spot and I did, I did that on purpose because I'm not done right and so you know I, I want to look at myeloid cells with like a, maybe a myeloid peroxidase or, or neutrophil elastase and kind of separate those populations out to see what the percentages are and see if that can be quantified in some way for them for them um, for the mouse so and the human just to separate them a little bit more because all the xenograph models are just a little bit different right so you know when you quantify do you do digitally or do you, is it just um, counting uh, right now, it's it's really just counting and looking at the differences because, as you can see on one part of the poster, uh, between PBMCs and uh, CD34 uh, positive stem cells, the populations between those two uh, humanized mouse models, the CD8s are quite a bit different. Right, so right now it's a little bit easy to do by eye, but again, on the right hand side you can see that uh, it's not so clear with the you know, CD33 cells or you know CD3 cells or you know the, they're a little bit less of that population. So that's where digital image uh, analysis will come into play after I get all the pieces of the puzzle, you know, together. It's, so I can't wait to
0: see it next year. Oh, it'll be fun. And it truly shows how important histology is in all the different areas. It's not just clinical, but we are so important in research and, and especially in, oh, in doing absolutely. such important work for the future of pharmaceutical um, and also the interaction with, relationship between um, animal. Models to human models. Exactly. No, I, I
1: think it, it's it's very important. It's in, and even in, in this meeting, you can tell, you know, the IHC and, and multiplexing and, you know, and digital image analysis is becoming more and more a bigger part of the meeting, right? Yes. And so, um, the more people that get involved, the more people that learn. I think it, um, it, it can only help us, right? It, it only it only elevates us. To learn more and more about it, and elevates our profession, you know, and, and I think that's that's a fantastic thing because we get to do art every day. Fantastic. Yeah. Well,
0: thank you, Anna. I really
1: appreciate talking to you and you and oh, thank you luck. very much. Thank you. Great. I'm excited. It's, I'm having so much fun. I just <laughs> very nice talking to you as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Histotalks. To hear more great episodes, check us out on Podbean, the Block, or iTunes. Keyword: Histotalks.